0: Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Dennis Tian, the Doctor Football Podcast. It is opening Sunday of the National Football League, and there is a lot to talk about and discuss. It has been a long, long time since I recorded anything on this podcast, and a lot has happened. A lot has changed in the world, and a lot has changed in the NFL world. And so, we got a lot to talk about. And as the new season begins today, or begin on Thursday, today's the uh, official Sunday kickoff of the National Football League. And before we take a look ahead to the upcoming year, I just want to take a minute to take a look back. And to take a look back at how much things have changed in New England. I'm in New England and a fan of the Patriots, like many are in this part of the world. And I look back and I see us on the new era today, but it's an era that I don't really know. What the direction is. And it's really crazy that for the first time since 1992, the New England Patriots don't have a franchise quarterback. That the Patriots don't know who the plan is, who the man of the future is, who the franchise guy is. And that's like 28 years. And boy, are we spoiled. Are we spoiled? Because Drew Bledsoe was a very, very good quarterback quarterback. And Tom Brady was the best quarterback ever And we were always competitive With those two guys And we had an advantage Over most of the other teams in the league Every time we stepped on the field And and today As we begin this new season And I have so many mixed emotions About this new season But it really reminds me In 1992, 1991 When I first became a fan When I was a kid and I was first getting into it. And we got the washed up journey, the washed up veteran who, who has the injury history in Cam Newton. And that's really what he is. I mean, I mean, turn down the hype. That's what he is. We got the journeyman who's kind of okay, but you're never really gonna win anything with him, but but he won't embarrass you. And Brian Hoyer. And then we got the young, unproven guy that supposedly has a lot of talent, but he's really not a top-level guy. I mean, what does that tell you? You take a step back, look at the 1,000-foot view. What does that tell you? It tells you you don't have a plan at quarterback. It tells you you don't have a direction at quarterback. It tells you there's uncertainty at the position. And that really sucks because when you're in that spot in the National Football League, it is hard to win games. It's hard to win much of anything if you don't have a quarterback, and and that's where the franchise is right now. And you look at what's happened to other teams and other franchises when they haven't had, you know, a succession plan, plan a franchise quarterback. When they lose that franchise quarterback, look at Miami. You look at Denver. You know, there are other examples. It's just. It's not a good place to be, and, and I fear that that we are, you know, at the start of, of what I describe is is probably going to be a very a very barren and, and kind of mediocre era of New England football. All all probability, I mean, in all probability, you know, I, I think overall it was time, you know. I, I don't think I don't want to say it was time for I mean Overall I think they held it together With Brady For literally as long as possible And probably a couple of years longer than, than, than really Would have been reasonable And, and to me personally I, I put more blame on Brady That's just me personally I mean I, I don't blame Belichick For not bending over backwards Belichick knows How to run an organization Okay. Functional organizations don't do certain things. Okay, They don't let the employees make decisions on hiring and firing. They don't let the, the employees make management decisions. They don't let the employees get special treatment versus other guys. Belichick bent a lot to keep Brady happy. How much do you want him to bend? Okay. A dysfunctional organization lets the quarterback pick the players. I know Brady is unique. I know Brady is different. But still only so far. You can only go so far. So I blame Brady more than I blame Belichick. But the bottom line is they held it together for a long time. But the real question is here, you know, if Stidham's not the guy and it doesn't look like he is, and it's a long season, and, and, and let's not totally give up hope on that because supposedly they like him. But it's very disappointing he didn't win the job over over a washed-up veteran with a major injury history who had no value on the open market. I mean, the 32 guys whose career and livelihood is held accountable on making decisions about football players all took a hard pass. 31 of them took a hard pass. In fact, 32 really did because the Patriots didn't jump to sign him. They all took a pass on Cam Newton. Until the very last minute. And all of a sudden on June 30th, the Patriots got him for a bargain basement price. And now we're supposed to believe this is the guy? Why was he so cheap? Why was he even available if he has so much value? Franchise quarterbacks get paid. They don't even hit the open market. What about mediocre quarterbacks? What about Kirk Cousins? Look what he got. What about Dak Prescott? What's he ever won? Look what he just got. Because they're viable NFL quarterbacks that will keep you competitive, that are probably in the top half of the league, even if they're not true franchise guys. So when a guy gets to to free agency on June 30th, and and he's worth a million dollars guaranteed, when every other half-decent quarterback is getting $30 million guaranteed a year, what does that tell you about that guy? It tells you he's not that good. Or that most the 31 other teams don't think he's that good Now, if he was ever going to come somewhere and resurrect his career Okay, I could see it being New England But come on, are we really going to buy the hype on Cam Newton? So there was no succession plan for the the Patriots There is none If Stidham's not the guy Newton's not the guy Hoyer's not the guy Then you have nothing And that brings me to, I guess, one of my points, which is, should Bill Belichick have bent over backwards to keep Brady here a couple more years? Should he have accepted or embraced a little bit of dysfunction, or even a lot of dysfunction, to keep Brady here? And I think that's what we're debating over when people say, is it Belichick, is it Brady? Well, no, it's definitely Brady. Okay, Brady changed. Brady is not the guy he was a few years ago. Brady used to be the lunch pail guy. He was the best player in the league, but he had that workman-like, humble... Down to earth team mentality Guess what, he lost that in the last few years He became a caricature of himself He became a diva He became personal trainer In methods And and, and I I need special treatment And I need praise and recognition That's not the Tom Brady That we all fell in love with For so many years But the question is Do you bend over backwards and, And just accept it and, and, and go beyond your comfort zone I mean way beyond your, I think Belichick went beyond his comfort zone anyways But do you go all the way Bend over Backwards 100% out of your comfort zone To keep this guy happy no matter what he wants To keep him here and finish his career I don't know the answer to that question I feel like if you had any Average quarterback in queue, You would probably make sense To let him go Because Brady was an average quarterback the last two years, okay? Call it what it is. This is not the Tom Brady of of 2010 or even 2017. He fell off the map the last few years. He's not that good anymore. He's still a smart guy. I still want him. I'm still disappointed he's not here. But this is not a franchise quarterback. Tampa Bay thinks they're getting the Tom Brady of 2015. Or even the Tom Brady 2017. I've watched this guy play every game of his career. I'm telling you, he is not going... He's going to disappoint. But I think with the talent down there, I can understand why he went there. But if you're the Patriots, I say an average quarterback, okay? and you're going to be in the playoffs and win games. Because that's what Brady was. Brady was a below-average quarterback last year. He was a below-average quarterback. He was one of the worst-rated quarterbacks in the league on third downs. He was one of the worst-rated quarterbacks in the league in terms of throwing the ball away early. He doesn't want to get hit anymore. It, based on his knowledge and his acumen and his, and, his, and his mental and psychological attributes, I still want him over anyone else in New England. But I don't know if his game going to translate well to Tampa Bay. Honestly, they got huge issues on that offensive line. The kind of receivers they have, and they have great receivers, but I don't know if they're the kind of receivers that mesh well with Brady's current skill set. And that system is definitely not the right system for Brady. So you know what this whole thing is going to be? It's going to be a lose-lose, okay? It's going to be a lose-lose. The Brady's going to lose. The Patriots are going to lose. Everybody's going to lose. If he had finished his career here, he could have been an average quarterback, in a system that's built for him where he's had no success and I think they would have still been competitive. Maybe they hit on a skill position player or two which is what they really desperately need in Tampa Bay it's just going to be such a transition at 43 years old I, I, I think he'll have his moments and I think they'll be okay this year but this is not this is not the 2007 Patriots. This is not going to be the 2007 Patriots. It's going to be some rocky moments, especially to start. And if Brady doesn't want to take hits, or if Brady gets under a lot of pressure because that offensive line is weak, it, it could be an outright disaster. Don't you know? Last year, everyone crowned the Cleveland Browns Super Bowl champion in, in July and August. How'd that work out? How'd that work out? Why? Because as fans, we biased towards skill position talent. We love skill position players as fans. And we think that but that's that's what makes a team good. Well it isn't. And we should learn that by now. Been watching football, you know there's fifty-three guys on the roster, and pretty much all fifty-three of them contribute in one way or another. And it takes more than a couple good wide receivers or tight ends to make a good football team. So it's gonna be a lose-lose. It's gonna be a lose-lose for everyone. And you know, from the perspective of a fan. I'm so confused because I root for the Patriots and I want Belichick and the Patriots to win this deal. I want them to be the winner from Brady game, okay, and from from this dysfunctional setup. Because I just think Brady became such a diva the last few years and blasted his way out of town. Finish your career in New England, Tom. Finish your career in New England. I mean, really, look how much support... You've gotten from that organization. How many things they did for you? How much support you got from the fans with Deflate Gate and with some of the other things that happened? People lined up. People behind you. They supported you. They supported your method. They supported your brand. And now, because you're not getting enough praise, and they're not asking you which wide receivers to pick, and and they're not they're not patting you on the back enough, you leave or because they make a few bad personnel decisions that were well-intentioned decisions to bring in people to help you but might not have been, you know, the right move to the try, and you leave, finish your career in New England. Do the right thing, even if it's, you know, to bail at this point. I just think it's a terrible look for Brady. I really do. I really think it is, and, and it's hard for me to root for him. It is so hard for me to root for him. But I can't root against him because I love him. So I'm confused about which way we go. Now, Patriots, obviously, I want to root for them too. But I'm confused about that too. Because I don't love Cam Newton. I never did. Never liked his game. Never liked his attitude. But the only thing I can root for is that he finally gets here and turns his career around. And shows some maturity makes the most of his talent because I think that would be a great story but I really wanted what was Stidham to be the guy because then I could get behind that and say okay Belichick likes Stidham let's go but it just didn't happen and now I think as a New England fan for the first time in two decades or three decades you just don't know what to root for you don't know who the guy is and if you're like me, you're very, very, very confused. We'll be back in a second. So for the rest of the episode, I thought maybe we'd take the focus out of New England and just go division by division, kind of take a look at what I think is going to happen in each division, and maybe you'll look at some of the key week one games and storylines, um, division by division. And I want to start in the NFC East, which, to me, everyone wants to... Disrespect and denigrate The Dallas Cowboys They haven't won a Super Bowl in 25 years And Really they haven't been that close In a long time But I look at that Cowboys Team right now They've made a lot of great decisions Drafting They've, they've brought in a lot of good players And I think Dak Prescott Is almost a little underrated He almost threw for 5,000 yards last year Pretty good quarterback um, New coach I still think that they um, Put it all together I like the Cowboys And the NFC East I think the Eagles Are the second best team In the NFC East For sure um, my, my biggest concern With the Eagles Is Carson Wentz Health history And, and can he stay on the field Because some players Just can't stay on the field Some players Are just injury prone I mean being an NFL player Is a huge Physical challenge And some guys just can't do it And we've seen that again and again and again Throughout the years And whether it's minor injuries, major injuries Whatever it is I wonder if Carson Wentz is one of those guys When he's healthy He is a Supremely talented Franchise caliber quarterback That will make the Eagles competitive Any season With almost anyone out there And we saw that at the end of the year last year but, but I think that's the big question with that franchise. So I think the Cowboys have the edge in the NFC East. I'm going Cowboys, Eagles, um, Gi- Giants and Redskins at the bottom of the division. I think the Redskins are, are in for a tough year. Again, I'm not sure I buy into Haskins yet. I think the Giants may show some improvement, but a new coach with this offseason, you know, I think, I think it's going to be tough for them. Uh, I put them definitely a distant third behind Philadelphia. In the NFC North, I think you're going to see some surprises. I like the Detroit Lions in the NFC North. You may think I'm crazy, but last year before he got hurt, I saw a different Matthew Stafford than I've ever seen before. I saw a Matthew Stafford that was decisive, that was getting rid of the ball, that was making good decisions, that looked composed, that looked mature. Then he got hurt, and their season fell apart. I think they got a lot of talent on that team. They brought in a lot of talent and free agency. Don't be surprised that the Detroit Lions are relevant in the NFC North, and I like them today against Chicago. You know, Chicago's getting a lot of momentum and a lot of positive buzz because they were a good team two years ago, and they were kind of average last year, and sort of the narrative on them as well if they could just get average quarterback play. They, they, they'd be they'd be right up there, and and honestly, I don't know if I buy into that narrative. I, I think the team has bigger problems than just the quarterback. And then yes, um, Mitchell Trubisky is a total bust and dud, um, and I and I and I'm very um, concerned that that his career. I mean, he's just not a good quarterback. He's he's really not, and and that's why you bring in a guy like Nick Foles. That's why you go after a guy like Brady which was quite a story that came out this week, but I don't think Chicago is really a factor. Um, Minnesota looks like the best team in the division. They're already pretty beat up injury-wise. They've got to recover, but, but I think it's going to be Minnesota and Detroit. Green Bay was 13-3 last year. They won a ton of close games. I think they got a lot of breaks, and I think they got exposed in the playoffs. I never really feared that team. Um, you know, I never really felt like that team was that good. They just kind of kept winning. Um, the schedule kind of broke their way. They caught some breaks in some of these games and, and a little bit of luck. And I think Green Bay falls back this year They might still be a contender for that 7th playoff spot But I don't think they're at 13-3 top of the conference team So I really think you're going to see Minnesota, Detroit Duke it out in the north And and, and then Green Bay maybe be be a borderline wildcard team And and Chicago I don't think is very good this year Uh, In the the south, um, this is an interesting division Um, Everyone's anointed the Buccaneers uh, The 2007 Patriots uh, personally, I don't see it all coming together. I see that Tampa Bay struggling. Tampa Bay team struggling. I see I see Brady struggling. Um, the pass protection is awful. In Tampa Bay, they've got a rookie tackle. No one knows if he can play. Um, Brady doesn't want to get hit anymore. Brady's losing his accuracy downfield. That's an offense that 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 is totally built on downfield passing and that's not just a scheme that's personnel the players they have on that team are built to throw downfield it's not Brady's strength it's never been his strength that they' you know the old adage in in, in Foxboro um, the sign on the wall we are not building we are not collecting talent we are building a team and I think at Tampa Bay just like I thought of Cleveland last year when I told everyone that Cleveland wasn't that good and don't overreact to skill position talent. Well, Tampa Bay is great skill position talent, but I don't know if they're a great team. And I think that you're going to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers really kind of be a mediocre team this year. Now, I think they will have their moments because I still think Brady, because of his acumen and because of his mental and emotional um, makeup and, and his leadership, um, and, and there are talented players in the team, I think they will have their moments. But I see them as a team that's competing for the 6th to 7th spot The team I look out for in that division is the Atlanta Falcons. They finished the season 6-2 and last year. They were a different team in the second half than the first half. They really came together. They've got an excellent quarterback who's still in his prime. Um, a lot of talented skill position the um, defense really played well coming down the stretch last year and I think that was the big difference as to why they, they suddenly were winning games at the end and I think it's going to be Atlanta and New Orleans in that division with, with Tampa Bay duking out for the last wild card spot. Um, I think New Orleans is a super Bowl caliber team I, th- I think that they're one of the best teams in the NFL as they've been for the last few years. Um, the biggest question on the team right now, quite frankly, might be Drew Brees because he's aging rapidly, and he, too, really isn't super effective at throwing the ball downfield anymore. This could be the year we see more Taysom Hill, but that team is talented, and they got they got good players across the board, and I think that they're going to be a really good team um, and at the top of the conference. And then in the West, you know, the West is a good division. I, I, I think San Francisco steps back this year. I don't see them... Um, repeating last year, again, a borderline wildcard team. Everyone loves Arizona. I want to see it on the field. I mean, they're definitely going to move the ball. They're definitely going to score points um, and they're definitely going to have their moments. But But I want to see I want to see Arizona actually win games and I want to see that coach actually win games before I get behind them. To me, Seattle is going to be the class of the NFC. They have the best player in the NFL, in my opinion. Russell Wilson, Besides maybe Patrick Mahomes, I, I would take Russell Wilson. Personally, I would take Russell Wilson over Patrick Mahomes. I said it, and I will stand by it. I know Mahomes puts up the big numbers. To me, Russell Wilson's the best player in the NFL. To me, it's, it's an abomination that Russell Wilson has never got an MVP vote, let alone won an MVP. He, he, is, he is absolutely um, a game-changing franchise quarterback. I'd take him over Aaron Rodgers. I'd take him over Mahomes. I've said that I would take him over Rodgers for years uh, because he, he's just a better player and, 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 and you know I think with the addition of Jamal Adams in, in the development last year Some of their younger players on both sides of the ball I think you're going to see a 13-3 and three Type year from the Seahawks In, in 2020 uh, In the AFC East um, A tough division to predict um, You know I got to be honest right now Going with my head I'm really thinking the Patriots are, are in that kind of six and ten, seven and nine area. Um, I just don't believe Newton is gonna is is gonna be. If if Cam Newton was all that the Patriots need him to be, he would not have been available on June 30th for a million dollars. And, and because of that, and if Jared Stidham was all that the Patriots need him to be, I think he would have beaten Cam Newton out for for the job in the in the in the spring and summer. So. I just have a hard time seeing them be that good, frankly. They lost a ton of players on defense. They don't have a quarterback. Um, The the skill position talent stinks, so I don't think they're going to be able to make up for mediocre quarterback play. They have a great offensive line. I think their running game will be good. Um, But they're going to either need Newton or Stidham to step up and be really good this year. Um, And that could happen because stranger things have happened. I'm not giving up on Stidham yet. It's just doesn't look like a good start. You know, Brady's second year, he wasn't the starter either. So so he, he, he lost to a number one draft pick. So who knows? But um, it, it, it looks like the chances of that are small. Um, I think Buffalo is good, but I wouldn't sleep on Miami. I'm telling you, that team is well-built. They're well-coached. Flores has got the right vibe. Um, Fitzpatrick is, is a veteran quarterback that knows the league. I think that's going to have value in 2020. And to me, the Jets are, again, 6-10. And, and And I think by the end of this year, you'll see people questioning um, whether Sam Darnold is really a franchise quarterback. Sam Donald has shown me nothing. He's shown me nothing in two years. Why are people so fixated, hung up on this guy? What does he do so well? He is an average quarterback at a time when average quarterbacks are throwing for 28 and 30 touchdowns and 4,000 yards. He hasn't even done that yet. To me, he's a below-average quarterback. Why do people think this guy's going to be you know the next franchise quarterback because he's in New York. Let me let me give you the simple answer because he's in New York. That's why. But he really hasn't shown me much on the field. I don't know what he does particularly well. Um, I haven't seen many great moments from him. You know, this is the quarterback era. It's never been easier to play quarterback in the NFL, and Sam Donald continues to be mediocre at best. I think the Jets this year will, will really be looking at another rebuild potentially by the end of the season. Uh, in the north. Uh, one of the best teams in the AFC this year will be the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can mark that down. That team is well built. Roethlisberger back. They have they have good um, good skill position players. They developed last year, and, and, and a defense that that is a tremendous defense. They don't need to be a great offense with Roethlisberger. So I think um, coming back, but I think Roethlisberger will give them a lot more than they got last year from Duck Hodges and, and, and the other guy Landry. So. I, I I, excuse me, Mason Rudolph. So I see I see Pittsburgh at the top of the conference. I think Baltimore takes a step back this year just based on you know, I mean they're a good team, but but I think I think people are gonna start to figure out some of what they do. It will be interesting to see. I still I still think they're they're a wild card team, but I just don't think that they're at the top of the conference. And then we have the um Bengals and the Browns. The Browns will be better this year. For sure, they will be a borderline wildcard team. Uh, I think I think that with good coaching and, and a little bit less pressure on them, you'll see them a, a much better team. But but I still don't think that they're going to be uh, a Super Bowl contending team, but perhaps a playoff contending team. And then um, in the in the West, you know it's Kansas City all the way. Kansas City is probably the best team in the NFL. I don't think that's any surprise for anyone. They look like the best team. They are the best team. They have the best. Quarterback, or the second best quarterback, in my book, but you know, a, certainly a dynamic player, and just talent up and down the roster. Um, they're all in for a nice two or three year run here. I, I'm really curious how all these, commitments, these salary cap commitments that they've made are going to factor into um, their future in the NFL, and what's what this team going to be like in three or four years because they've signed a lot of guys to big contracts. But but I don't think they're worried about that now. And and, and unless Mahomes gets hurt again, I, I look at them as a thirteen and three, fourteen and two type team. Uh in that western division. San Diego San Diego is, is in a rebuilding year. I don't think they'll be that good. Um you know, Denver, everyone's kind of gassed about Denver. Cortland Sutton's injured already. Drew Locke hasn't shown all that much. I'm still skeptical. I think those two teams are 6-10 and 10 type teams. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders are relevant this year. Carr showed some flashes last year. Gruden's a good coach. They've got some good young players. They, they brought in a good receiver in the first round of the draft. So I think the Raiders will contend for a playoff. And then um, last but not least, the AFC South. Well, maybe it is last and least because that division kind of stinks. Um, I, I think Tennessee will still be a good team. I think they'll be top of the conference type team, 11 and 5, 10 and 6. Uh, beyond that, Jacksonville's terrible. Um, Indianapolis with Phillip Rivers might not be bad. Honestly, they might be a ten and six type team if they can put it all together in a normal offseason, I'd feel a little more confident about that. Having no off season this year, I think that really hurts them. But you know, I think I think they have a lot of talent. They have a terrific offensive line, and, and, and good offensive lines make good football teams. They make good quarterbacks. They make good receivers. They make good running backs. Football football teams are made on the offensive line. That's why I don't like Tampa Bay. That's why I don't like Tampa Bay because for all the other disadvantages and and, and red flags I see, they don't have a great offensive line. In fact, they had a terrible offensive line last year. And they brought in a rookie out of Iowa to be the right tackle for your immobile 43-year-old quarterback. But in Indianapolis, you know, Phillip Rivers is an old guy. They got the best offensive line in football. They got maybe the best lineman in football now with Quentin Nelson, the guard in Indianapolis. I I think that team has good skill position players. They brought in a good running back in the second round. They had a couple good running backs to begin with. I think that team probably is a pretty good competitive team if Rivers plays okay. And they got a good backup in Brissette if Rivers gets hurt. And that leaves us with Tennessee Indy, Jacksonville. Who am I forgetting in the NFC South? Well, if I'm forgetting them, they must not be that good. But the Houston Texans, who, who I think... Really look like a mediocre team. They have a terrific quarterback who I love, Deshaun Watson, but um, there there really isn't much else on that team. Uh, They didn't look great the other night. I don't think they'll be a bad team. I think they'll be a mediocre team. They will be a wild card contending team, but they are not a Super Bowl contender in Houston. Okay. Well, look, and then for my Super Bowl prediction, I'm going to go with the Kansas City. I'm going to go, well, Kansas City is the best team. But I have a feeling that defense in Pittsburgh is going to win in the postseason. And I'm going to say it's going to be a Pittsburgh and Seattle Super Bowl, a rematch of 2005. And I like the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson to win his second for the Super Bowl this year. Okay, everyone. Well, that's all the time I have. I want to thank anyone that might have listened to this preview of the NFL. I will be back next week with another episode. I want to thank you all very much. I wish you all the best in health and safety. And um, enjoy football because God knows um, we need it. Um, a lot of us weren't sure if we'd ever make it to this day. Um, starting the NFL season with everything that's happened in our country. And, 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 and here, through the grace of God, things will get better in the fall. Maybe we'll have a vaccine and rapid testing. And and I hope that, you know, as happy as I am we start the season, I'll be even happier if we finish it. I really think we will because I think I think good things are coming. You know, I think I think we're not out of the woods yet by any means at all. But 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 I think that, you know, with with the vaccine coming and rapid testing coming, I I think that's gonna help the NFL and help sports leagues get back to some sense of normal. And 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 I think that will happen or this fall. I hope it will. But thank you anyone who listened and I wish you all a great day. Enjoy this beautiful summer Sunday and and we'll see you next week.